Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Superman, you know 
Good evening, and welcome to the Stephen Knight Show here on EOTM Radio. As always, I have to thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, we'll be discussing the latest in entertainment news, sports, fashion, and movie reviews. Tonight, we welcome author Denise Carey Costa, relationship coach Troy Spry, and the talented singer Skylar mm-hmm. Reed. We want you to join us uh, with your questions and comments. The number is 718-664-6543. Again, that's 718-664-6543. You can also join us in the chat. There's a link on our Facebook page, The Stephen Knight Show. But uh, first, Ms. Parker, how are you doing tonight? Ms. Parker here? I guess you're not here yet. Anyway. Uh, Hello? Wanna, oh, there she is. Ms. Parker, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm really happy you guys. I'm, I'm doing well. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. How was yours? It was a Monday, but it's over now, so we're moving <laughs> exactly. fast. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I know... Um, you know, a lot of you all know that my mother passed away a couple weeks ago, but I wanted to give a special shout-out to everyone who um, sent so great messages and, and um, cards and even money and flowers. There's there so many people that did that. But I wanted to give a special shout-out to um, she came, I'm not sorry, uh, Ms. Parker and Aaron, who actually came to the um, memorial service, which, you know, I didn't even know they were coming. I knew, I knew eventually, but initially I did not know they were coming. And so that just – it really um, – and I had some other friends that came in, too, that I wasn't expecting, but because they're on the show, I just wanted to um, shout them out here. But everyone on the show sent their um, well wishes and condolences, and, and it very much was appreciated. I think it really helped us, um, you know, deal with that difficult difficult time. So thanks for giving Ms. Parker and everyone for that. You're very welcome. I'm glad that I could be there for you and your family. Um, you, you guys did a really good job to honor your mom, so I'm sure she's very proud. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, switching gears, I want to um, remind you that we're all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram, and, of course, our official website, thestephenisshort.web.com. You can email us at thestephenisshort.gmail.com with your uh, inquiries or if you have, you know, show ideas or whatever. Definitely uh, connect with us. Now, as Parker, we know Valentine's Day was uh, last week, well, this past weekend. Um, I know that you did something very interesting. Do you want to tell everybody about it? Yeah, you know, Valentine's Day in the past has been a little rough for me because that's the day I lost my mother when I was 17. Right. So, But it's funny because last year I was dating someone, and we had a, a, an amazing time. It was really the first right. time I really got to celebrate and, and have a good time and somebody who um, really helped me recognize what the day was really about. So mm-hmm. um, this year, you know, the guy and I are no longer dating, but this year I, I kept that same spirit um, of being joyous on that day and not – seen it as a sad day, but what is really meant. Every day should be a day of love, that love should be uh, recognized. But right. I think Valentine's about romance and, and things like that. So I wanted to, you know, gave somebody the opportunity to have a romantic even, you know, that they probably wouldn't have been able to. So I reached out to a friend of mine, and I know that she and her boyfriend are both really busy. They're always working, and they always have their little girl with them. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I see them, whenever they do have free time. So I reached out to her. Um, and asked her, uh, you know, if she wanted me to keep to keep uh, their little girl. Um, the father's actually my life coach, and she was, you know, very happy and just excited. And she's like, sure, you know, that would be great. And, you know, we can have some alone time and a romantic evening. So they did yeah. their thing. And so I picked her up. It was the cutest thing we met at the mall. And I picked her up, and her and I um, went and met with a friend of mine 
who was in town, a family friend who was in town um, this weekend, and we all had dinner. So we went to – it was just so spontaneous because we didn't know where we were going to be able to get a seat because, you know, mm-hmm. Valentine's Day is like reservations. You know, we didn't have reservations. Yeah. Exactly. We just drive around. We actually went to that restaurant right by your house, um, the Thai restaurant, Wild Ginger. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we went there because she was staying at the, the Holiday Inn by you. So we uh, we met her at the hotel, and then we went to Wild Ginger. They actually had an open seat, no reservation. Um, wow. And it lit with roses. And she looked like I'm saying, we're having a girl's date. This is girl's night. <laughs> it was the cutest thing. <laughs> she was so excited about the candles. She kept saying, can I blow them out? And we're like, no, you can't blow them out. But it was, it, it just showed that, you know, if, if you know, most people get sad because they don't have anyone to celebrate with. Right. It's about right. what you make it about. So, you know, every holiday is about how you – how you every day, period, not a holiday, but every day is about the, your attitude towards that day and how you go about um, putting the energy towards that day. So I had a great, great day. And we, when she stayed at night, we colored and watched movies, and she fell asleep on the couch. It was really cute. And I can tell, you know, from you were in Virginia uh, with, you know, me and my family, and, and um, who now you're part of the family, let them tell me. But anyway, I was watching <laughs> how you how – you, how you interact with my niece, my four-year-old niece, and oh, I mean, you're great with so You are great Oh, my God. Baby Aaron is the cutest thing. And it's just I love them <laughs> around that age because yeah. they say the cutest thing. It's like their minds are still mm-hmm. just so free. They don't have all these, like, you know, uh, boundaries to where their imaginations can go. And it's like it's just amazing right. just to see your, yeah. your niece. And she was, she's a very uh, – a playful, very joyful child. You know, even in the midst mm-hmm. of all that was going on, she kept the environment very light. So yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Well, this was good. Chica Adam, what's going on? Hello, hello. Hey, hello. hey guys. How are you? What's up, Miss Parker? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> how How was the weekend? Uh, the weekend was okay. We had a little snowstorm up here. It was pretty severe real quick. I've got about three inches. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But it is winter, you, right? Right, exactly. Uh, mine was good. We uh, had no storm, as you know, yet, Stephen, but I think I think stuff's rolling in tonight, so we might uh, yeah. might have to work from home tom- tomorrow, hopefully. Yeah, I know we're working from home. They're saying black ice and all that kind of stuff, so I know we're working from home tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like it's not going to get any warmer, but the weekend was good. Uh, You know, just went over to my mom and uh, hung out with my mom and my brother, and then just uh, took the uh, rest of the week, just hung out with some friends. So nothing too bad. Okay, okay. Well, what's going on in the wonderful world of movies? Uh, Not a lot of new stuff or exciting stuff. I uh, actually... Caught up with Seventh Son, which is kind of a generic uh, fantasy adventure movie uh, with, uh, what's his name, Jeff Bridges as uh, a wizard that's kind of trying to hunt down this witch um, that's played by Julianne Moore, and he uses an apprentice, and it's kind of, they go along their adventure to kind of stop this witch. Um I'm not going to say it's an awful movie. I mean, it's it's a generic adventure movie, act, you know, fantasy. You're not going to get too many surprises here, predictable storyline. Uh, but it's something to see. And right now, since we're in that lull, it, it's something, you know, if you want to see that. Or there's also Jupiter Ascending or Jupiter, uh, the Chatham Tating movie that's kind of the sci-fi route. If you're just looking for some kind of uh, fantasy movie. 
So, you know, if you need to take something for the kids to see, then that one's fine. Or okay. there's, of course, SpongeBob. Right. Yeah, I actually, I actually saw Seventh Son myself, and it was pretty good. It was okay. Um, you see it in 3D, Adam? Yeah, I actually did, and that's probably the first movie I've seen in 3D since Avatar, uh, since I'm not a big 3D person, but uh, I did see it in 3D. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was interesting that they picked two uh, Academy Award winners to star in the movie. They were pretty yeah. heavyweight for the type of movie that it was. Yeah, and again, it wasn't like an awful movie, but it wasn't anything new or inspiring. Um, there must have been a good paycheck involved for both of them. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I also had an opportunity to check out um, American Sniper. Uh, I, I wanted to see it just strictly because it was uh, a contender for an Academy Award um, written and directed by Clint Eastwood, and it was about um, a soldier dealing with post-traumatic stress and his migration back to his family. And I, you you saw that too, right, Adam? No, I haven't had a chance to actually see it yet. You didn't see that? Um, no. What I found interesting was the dynamic um, of him dealing with his post-traumatic stress, going back and forth between doing tours and being with his family. And it's almost like he's become so inundated with being in the service that that's where his comfort level is and he can't really deal with his family. And I just thought that it was a very, very great dynamic and and a good show of artistry to see him go back and forth and deal with that and what our soldiers really deal with when they are, you know, released from the service or they stop doing tour of duties and they have to deal with the real world and how unaccepting the real world is to their plight. So that's definitely something to check out, and I do believe that that movie will take home an award or two. Mm. Bradley Cooper does an excellent okay. job. It reminds me, and I haven't seen – well, I've seen Hurt Locker, but I guess this is more of a Hurt Locker with a little bit more of um, the post-traumatic stress. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, well, we'll definitely be checking to see with, with, what awards. I've heard a lot of great things about that movie as well. Um and not to mention the whole the the politics part of it because you know it is right. a Clint Eastwood movie and Clint mm-hmm. Eastwood is an automatic you know foot right. into the Academy Awards. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Anything coming up? Uh, nothing I'm too excited about yet. Um, this weekend is Hot Tub Time Machine Two, so. Uh, if you're looking for a comedy movie, but I, nothing's really catching my eye uh, for this. Yeah, it's weekend. going to be a lot of it's going to be a lot of fodder um, until we get uh, post Academy Awards. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. We're gonna have to get through the uh, we have to get through the Academy Awards and start seeing some new releases. Yeah, yeah. and I think we have that Will Smith movie coming out the weekend after, and then a uh, Selma Hayek movie, and a few other uh, kind of thrillers and things like that starting to pick up back into our normal rotation. Mm. Okay. Well, guys, thanks as always. Have a great week and uh, Monday, same time. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. All right, have a good one. Before we move on to um, Aaron, I want to give a shout-out to um, George Patterson, the George Patterson R&B Night I sang there um, this past Friday. It's a R&B uh, showcase, and they actually have other genre too, but they, they're 
you know, saunas, R&B night. It's every Friday night um, at Johnny M's Pizza Bistro, which is off MLK um, Road. And, you know, that area is kind of, you know, depending on what part. I wasn't sure um, what to expect, but it's actually a very nice place. Um, I understand they built it. Whatever was there, they knocked it down. They built this um build this um you know this nice building and it's this pizza place but it's really like lounges and so um they had a they have the blue hookah lounge downstairs where I performed and um performance went great and everyone received it well. Everyone was talented, didn't perform. So if you're in the Atlanta area you definitely want to check it out. Um Johnny M's pizza spot off M nine oh four M O K Road, uh three zero three one four. And it's free to get in. Just can't wear athletic wear, but um, twenty-five dollar hookah, five dollar Long Island, three dollar five dollars, and um, hundred dollar Bel Air Rosa. So anyway, uh, check them out. Anyway, Aaron, what's going on with you? Stephen Knight, Stephen Knight, my brother, my brother. Yes, sir. Bro, I just gotta say this. First of all, I I love you. Always I have, you always will. Yes. Second of yes. all. You have a beautiful family. I just want you to know you have a beautiful family. Thank you. Your brother, you. your sister, your nieces, your nephews, mm. your brother-in-law, your father, uncles, all that. Beautiful people. Beautiful people. Yeah. And I appreciate it. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Finish up, bro. Go ahead. No, that was, I said earlier in the show, I don't know if you heard, I was thinking you and Ms. Parker for coming. Now, you know, really, oh, yeah, yeah. you told me you were coming, but, but – um. Initially, I didn't expect that, you know what I mean? So that really meant a lot just to look in there and see, you know, you all faces and, you know, for you to come up at the end. I so wouldn't have been anywhere that. else, man. I wouldn't have been yeah. anywhere else. Absolutely. Me and my blonde hair, we all were, right. we were there. <laughs> yeah, we're there. And, yeah, we were in. We were there. Miss Parker, it was great seeing you. She she came up to me and, and everything, and, yeah, it was it was just great. We we are a part of your family, so we yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I barely recognized you with that hair. I was like, it's <laughs> <laughs> I had to do a double oh. take and come back around. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I, I had to stand down a little bit, a little, you know, a little something. But Stephen, also, man, Stephen, your voice was so strong, man. I was just, I was stunned. You oh, wow. sounded amazing considering Thank the you. circumstances you sung beautifully for your mother and, and, and for your family. It was a beautiful, Thank just you. beautiful, beautiful ceremony. Thank, Thank you for, for everything, man. And I'm sorry again for your loss. And your mother was just a stunningly beautiful woman. She was. Thank you. Definitely. I appreciate that. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah. We missed no her. Problem. You know, I was, no problem. I was talk, talking to one of the, I, I was saying yesterday, I wanted to call her, um, you know, just because that's the day we would talk. And I said I could I could hear her now because you know I performed on Friday and it was like just a you know a showcase so it wasn't a paid gig and I know yeah. she said if I told her I said yeah I performed Friday did they pay <laughs> and I'd say no mom how many how what many times you let people get you to sing for free people will charge you what you tell them you're worth they'll say call Stephen he'll do it for free. She said I could hear the whole conversation, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> mama knew your worth. Mama, yeah. mama knows you that you are valuable. You are yeah, you yeah. are the hardest working entertainment, man. You are you, <laughs> you are you are you work hard and you sing anywhere. And it's gonna pay off definitely. 
definitely going to pay off. It already is. So definitely. Yeah. I appreciate it. Well, let's, let's switch gears and tell us what's going on in the yeah, wonderful sports. sports, sports. Yeah. All right. Only thing going on in sports, man, was the NBA All-Star game, mm-hmm. All-Star yeah. weekend, New York City. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, slam dunk winner, Zach Levine. He, he's this hot yellow brother from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Don't mm-hmm. know who he is, but the <laughs> brother can dunk. You can know. I'm like, who, who is this guy? Who? The brother's about 150 pounds soaking so wet. Slim little guy, but can jump out the gym. He can dunk. Got feel. <laughs> Big ups, Zach. Good job. Another high yellow brother, uh, Steph Curry, won the um, the um, three-point shootout. Mm-hmm. All right. Kudos, Steph Curry. He's the best shooter in the league, so he should have won definitely. Good right. job, Steph. And... The West beat the East Sunday night in the NBA All-Star game. Um, and Russell Westbrook was named the most va- most valuable player of the West um, for the West um, All-Star team. So congratulations, um, Russell. Good job. Good job, West. West just cleaned up. West cleaned up with that um, game, MVP, three-point shootout, and a slam dunk. It was, it was the West here. And more than likely, the West will probably win the NBA Finals this year. Hey, Ron, you're going underwater. Say what? Now, I hear you better now. You're going underwater at first. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Of no, you good? I'm sorry. No, no, I was just saying that it looks like the um, the um, West swept all of the um, All-Star um, events this past weekend. So, I'm probably – I have a feeling that the West will probably end up winning the NBA Finals this year. So you heard it here first. A team out of the West will win again. I'm not saying the Spurs, but it'll be someone. It'll be, it'll be somebody, somebody out of the West. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was a busy weekend in New York. You know that you had yeah. um, All Star Weekend. You had the uh, Saturday. Saturday Saturday Night Live 40th mm-hmm. anniversary special. You had fa- yeah. Fashion Week. It was it, it was it was a lot. There was a lot going yeah. on. But yeah. But as far as well, they sports, said that was they good. said that um they said that Valentine's Day was canceled in New York. <laughs> People were joking. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. It was, it was it was over. Yeah. It was a lot going on. A lot going on. And all speaking of snow, it is snowing here in the D.C. area. Uh oh. Yes, we are. We are paced to get about probably eight to ten inches, and wow. um, probably schools will be out tomorrow. Schools, government jobs uh, will be canceled, so y'all can sleep in if you're in the D.C. area. Snuggle up, cuddle up, enjoy with your boo. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. But yeah, but anyway, y'all follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. A Ron Cosby, A R O N C O S B Y, like Bill. And um, I'll let y'all next week. Again, Steven, love you, bro. Big ups. Love you too, man. Appreciate it. No problem. Janair, it's all yours, baby girl. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Ferguson. What's going on? How are you? I'm all right. I can't complain. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. Hanging in there, you know? Okay. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. I think you got some wonderful things for us. I do. Um, and, and most of these sales are in. Actually, let me take that back. All of these sales are ending today because today is President's Day, of course. 
Um, so everything that I'm about to tell you about is ending today, so just keep that in mind um, as I'm going down my list. Um, but I do have a lot of great things for you guys tonight. Um, Old Navy is having a sale. Um, if you shop there, you can get 20% off of your entire purchase. And sale and clearance items are included. Plus, you can get 50% off of all of the addresses. Um, uh, Gap is having a sale, and you, you can get 40% off of your entire purchase. Um, I believe that includes clearance and sale items as well. And uh, you have to use code WINTER at checkout if you're shopping online. And, of course, this time of night you would be because, you know, it's 1030. And, right. Well, you know. Uh, Wilson's Leather is having a sale. Um, you can get up to 80% off of their clearance items, plus you can get 30% off of everything else. Um, Bluefly.com is having a sale today as well. Um, if you shop there, you can get 30% off of their handbags. And, of course, Bluefly.com is an online-only store, and they have a lot of um, designer deals. Um, so if you're if you're in the you know in the, in the market for a designer handbag, mm-hmm. it's a place for you to shop. Um, plus, you can get eighty percent off. Of, I'm sorry, let me say that you can get up to eighty up to eighty percent off of everything else on the site. Uh, Sports Authority is also having a sale, and you can get an extra fifteen percent off of your purchase. Express is having a sale, a President's Day sale, and you can get forty percent off of tops. Jeans and dresses. Uh, the limited is having a President's Day sale today, and uh, you can get 40% off of full price items. Plus, you can get an extra 50% off of clearance items. Uh, American Eagle Outfitters, uh, they're having a sale on their jeans, where you can buy one, get one 50% off. Uh, today's the last day to shop at Nine West and get 30% off of select spring styles. Plus, you can get an extra 20% off of clearance items. And last but not least, uh, Bloomingdale's is having a sale, and you can get up to 60% off of select items. Great. Okay. So people still get their shop on. They better do it tonight, huh? Yeah, they, they really do, because those <laughs> sales are ending, like, very soon. Wow. So get to it. And they can go to budgetshophall.com for, uh, for more information as well. Correct. They surely can, yes. All right, thank you as always, and you have a great week. Okay, you do the same. Okay. Ms. Park, let's go through a few of these um, hot topics real quick, okay? Okay. So, first thing, um, we didn't get to talk about the Grammys. Kanye West, as you know, he rushed the stage when uh, Beck won his award, uh, I think for album of the year. He made it into a joke. You know, he didn't really take the mic or anything. But then... After after the show, he was interviewed, and he said that pretty much that Beck wasn't a real artist and Beck should give Beyonce his Grammy because she deserves it and whatnot. What are your thoughts on that? I'm sick of Kanye West. I don't have nothing to say about him. Um, he's disrespectful. <laughs> he's, uh, he, he's so self-centered. He's selfish. He I just can't. I can't deal with him. I thought it was yeah. rude, disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I thought it was um, – he, he, he wants all the attention on him. He wants right. to be that person talking about, but I guess for him, any attention is, is better than no mm-hmm. attention. Yeah, yeah. And the thing also, like he says, Beck's not a real artist. Beck writes all of his music. He, he plays most of his instruments, and he's been doing this for a while. People love Beck, and he, he's been in the game a long time. And so, you know, nothing against Beyonce. Beyonce is an amazing artist as well, but her recent music has been 
more, you know, gimmicky, where Beck has been, like, true to his craft, his career. You know what I mean? So not bashing Beyonce, but to say he's not a real artist, that just didn't make any sense. Right. Today. You know what I mean? Right. And, and a lot of people are saying that, you know, that they think that Kanye may have something for Beyonce, which I don't know about that, but because this is the second time that he's done this for Beyonce, when Beyonce is married, she has a husband that can stand up for if there's any kind of, you know what I mean? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I mean, I'm just, yeah, I'm over him. Right. <laughs> well, push the gears. Just, uh, just something really quickly. I was watching um, Celebrity Apprentice today, and um, I, the, my favorite person, Lisa, Lisa Givens, actually won. Um, oh, so I just want to oh. give her a shout out. She actually, yeah. she actually won with so much yeah. grace. Everyone loved her. Never had a bad word to say about anybody. She's mm-hmm. just an awesome player and an example of really how television should be made, how people should carry themselves on TV. So, right. congratulations. I'm gonna watch it after the show. Well, I'm still gonna watch it, but yeah, I'm happy for her because she was a, she's a great player. She's a great player. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, um, I didn't mean to spoil it for you. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. Um, did you hear about this um, beef between Khloe Kardashian and Amber Rose? Yeah, I read a little bit of it, but I heard it and got even deeper. She's talking about OJ being Chloe's daddy and all that stuff now. So I don't I know. Mean, it's just, they got too much time on their hands. Celebrities shouldn't do this. You know what I mean? They shouldn't do this. I mean, it's just, and especially with the fans. I mean, I do agree with what Chloe initially said. You know, all she was saying is, you know, don't talk about us because you don't know us. And I think right. I think she was right. You know, she went on the radio talking about their situation and it's like right. she's like we never really met her like how do you right. you know what I mean and it's, people get people are human celebrities are humans too mm-hmm. so they're not going to want to just sit back and that's Chloe's baby sister you know right. just like it's right. in your family you would try to defend your family so mm-hmm. what she initially said wasn't bad it was just like you know don't talk about my sister when you were stripping at 15 right. <laughs> you know she was right. pretty much saying that um you know, uh, Kylie is a baby and shouldn't be uh, dating Tigger or whatever his name is. Um, right. And she should be in bed with a glass of milk. And Chloe was like, who are you to talk when you were on the stripper pool at 15? Right. Well, my sister has a career and, you know, and doing big things. Right. You know I mean, at 17, yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, um, last, well, two more things. Drake, he released the album, an EP over the, um, I believe it was Friday or Saturday, and it's expected, it was expected to sell um, – 500,000 copies, something like that, um, by Sunday. So this is the second person, you know, Beyonce did it, uh, what, last year, year before, you know, did it with her album, and now Drake's doing it. Do you think this is going to change the way people um, are releasing albums? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a new trend. I don't buy that many CDs, so um, right. I'll get to it when I get to it and, you know, download a couple of songs off of it that I like, but it doesn't really affect me. I'm not the person who's waiting by the, you know, computer to see who's releasing the CD. So right, right, right. Now, twenty years from now, it doesn't. I don't know. I don't. Right. I guess I don't. I guess there are a music fan that go ahead and download the CDs right away to say that they had it first. But I, I can't. Exactly. I don't know. Right. Last thing. Um, Bob what is your opinion about that? Since you're in the music industry and what's kind of your I think it depends on how big you are as an artist. Like, if I were to drop an album <laughs> tomorrow and uh-huh. anybody, it wouldn't sound that anyway. But if you have a large fan base, you know, someone like a Beyonce or a Drake, all you have to do is tweet you have new music or put a picture on Instagram. And those fans, you know, hardcore fans, they're going to buy that. You know what I mean? So I think it depends on the artist. But it, I think okay. that what it's doing is causing an artist to have to be strategic with how they put out new music. You know what I mean? What's going to 
what what can you do that's going to make people want to buy that album or, you know, kind of the shock factor. You know what I mean? It used to be mm-hmm. uh, people would get in relationships or have a breakup or something. They released new, you know, some kind of controversy with it. But now you're just having to switch it up a little bit. You know what I mean? I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, and last thing, Bobby Christina, it seems like no one really knows what's going on with her. Um, you know, the doctor's saying that she's on, you know, it's not looking good, and the family's trying to hold on, and they said they were going to keep her on um, life support until um, the day when Houston passed away, which wasn't true. Then you have um, family members doing interviews, you know, stating facts, and now the the main family, you know, the, the Bobby and all of them, they're saying don't listen to those people because they don't know what they're talking about. What are your thoughts? I think that's how that's how the whole Brown family has always operated. You know, mm-hmm. as much as much as they are different in their life and how they operate, they try to keep things a secret, not talk. But you know, there. I think the I think the media um, report that she's still in the same condition is true because that's why they mm-hmm. moved her from another was because even the doctor, um, one of the the nurses that worked with the doctor in the hospital that she was in in in, in um, Roswell said that they moved her to get a second opinion because those mm-hmm. doctors were saying that, you know, they don't see any, after a week, you know, if you don't see anything, then it's probably time to move her up to life support. And so they moved her to Emory to get a second a second opinion. Those doctors are saying the same thing. You know, it is a tough yeah. decision. I think it should be the family's decision. I think that the family should not be worried about what the media is saying, what everybody's saying. Like, just focus on decisions you need to make, you know. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I think everything else is just going to be um, a distraction from what the mean situation is and I know it's probably difficult to face. Um, but I don't think I don't think right now bashing each other is gonna be the way to go. Right. I agree. I agree. All right, Ms. Parker, as always, thank you for your um you know, weighing in on hot topics. Um before we go to commercial break, question of the day, what is your never again what's on your never again list? What is on your never again list? Go to Facebook or tweet us at Stephen Knight Show S H O and let us know your thoughts. Um and then hashtag uh Q-O-T-D, question of the day. We'll be right back after this with Denise Coaster. You're listening to The Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. You're listening now. You're listening to The Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. The Stephen Knight Show, Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTMRadio.com. Welcome back. Denise Carey Costa resides in Orlando, Florida. She is an author, spokesperson, and an advocate for animals. She also writes a weekly news column addressing current issues on animal rights. Her award-winning book, Tony's Tale, Tragedy in Arizona is a must-read. It's based on a compelling 2012 case of a dog named Tony, a court order to be euthanized in Clifton, Arizona. This was a story that shocked the world and raised public outcry over judicial murder and how breed-specific prejudice has gone too far. Please help me welcome Denise Carey Costa. Welcome to the show. Hi there. Thank you. How's it going? Great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for joining us tonight. Oh, thanks for inviting me. Okay. So, let's talk, you know, 
you, you have a love for animals. An advocate, you've been an advocate. What? How did you kind of get down that road? What, what, what was it that made you say, this is what I need to use my voice for? Well, actually, it's something that has kind of been with me since I was a kid. Okay. Um, I was the, the kid in the neighborhood who was always um, feeding the stray dogs and uh, cats mm. and trying to house them in my garage and stuff. And um, <laughs> that's always had a passion for the uh, the forgotten animals, the forgotten dogs and cats that were just roaming the streets with basically no homes to go to and no one to take care of them. And right. it's kind of stayed with me my whole life. Okay, okay. And so you write, you you know, you're an author. Tell us how you got into, you know, you decided you want to write books and put these books out, you know, give information, tell stories. What, what made you decide to go that route? Um, I'd always had a, a knack and a, and a love of, of writing. Um, I would okay. write poems, little stories when I was a kid. Also, like I said, it all kind of goes back to when I was a, when I was a child. I just kind of had a love for writing, and I kind of got away from it in my adult life. I was actually pursuing a career as an actress for a while. Okay. And then um, around 2008, I just started writing a story about three mm-hmm. stray dogs. And mm. my first book was called A Tale of Three Tales. And it's about three street dogs and how they each find love and acceptance into a home. Um, so wow. that was my first book. And that kind of opened the floodgates then to write three other books, mm-hmm. uh, children's books, all themed about stray animals. And then I wrote um, Tony's Tale in 2012 after I heard of the case of this poor pit bull um, who was a beloved family pet. Right. And due to just trumped-up charges of aggression, um, the dog was court-ordered to be euthanized um, with no evidence to substantiate that he was an aggressive animal. Wow. So this family just had their dog killed for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, it really angered a lot of people around the world. And a friend kind of contacted me and said, hey, can you reach out to Michelle Dozier, who was the owner of the dog, and uh, see about maybe writing a story about what she went through and on the case. Uh, so we hooked up, and um, the book came out. And um, just this past summer, we made a documentary film version of the book uh, with the same wow. title. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I know that the um, documentary, you know, has done very well. Um, yes, it has. What, tell us about some of the to success um, with, with the documentary. I'm sorry, what was that? Can you tell us about some of the success you've seen with the documentary, the release of the documentary? Oh, yeah, it was um, it was released on Vimeo recently. Mm-hmm. Um, it was released on January 25th by my publicist um, and the director of the film, Josh Mitchell. And um, since the release date, um, it has had a, almost 1,000 views. Wow. Um, and it's won three film festivals to date. Wow. And I uh, was wow. very well received by people I met at the Sundance Film Festival a couple of weeks ago. Mm. They mm. were very well interested in watching it, and they gave a lot of positive feedback when they, after they watched it, how it was very um, heartbreaking, emotional yeah. film for them. Yeah. And and how does it feel um, knowing that you're using your voice for a cause that, you know, people love dogs. Most people love dogs. There are a lot of dog lovers out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, we you see the commercials all the time and, you know, how they're, they've been abused and they have, mm-hmm. you know, this happens um, often. And so the fact yeah. that you, re- you released this book and you released this documentary and they both have done very well, 
How does that feel on a personal note? I mean, it, it's great. Um, I feel really good about it. I feel like I'm making the right uh, choices in life because I'm not mm-hmm. just writing to be published, but I'm actually right. writing to voice an opinion or voice, um, make people think and right. re-examine yeah. how they treat dogs and cats um, in our society and societies around the world. Um, yeah. I mean, as far as, as advanced as we are, um, technology, with technology and, and as a nation, we're still very... Um, not as advanced as how we view the other creatures um, in right. the world. Yeah. 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 And what what other response have you received, just from you know dog lovers or pet owners, you know, um, oh, regarding this book? Yeah, I've gotten uh, tons of positive feedback um, from adults and also children who read my books um, yeah. have loved them, and um, I've taken them to some of the school reading programs oh, to wow. teach and teach kids about compassion for animals and well, what constitutes animal abuse and neglect and how they can be more responsible pet owners and mm-hmm. encourage their parents to do the same. Um, so I've gotten many, many um, letters, fan letters from children and then people um, in the animal rescue world that have seen the film, read the book, and also read my weekly news column. And tell us about your um, weekly news column. It's on theexaminer.com, which is an online newspaper, and I basically profile rescue shelters that need financial assistance or profile the dogs that need adopting. Um, The stray dog population is just, it's out of control, and and a lot of these dogs end up at high-kill shelters because the other rescues, there's just not enough room or money to take in every stray. I think it's like 8 million dogs are euthanized every year just in the U.S. just because no one wants them. And some are as young as puppies. So my um, column kind of tries to bring that to the forefront as well as profile like abuse cases um, to encourage people to sign petitions that the abuser will get the, you know, the fullest punishment allowable for that type of abuse to an animal. Right. Yeah. 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 So are you working on anything currently? Yes, I am. I've got a new children's book um, that hopefully will be published later this year. Okay. Um, it's about a retired police dog and his unusual friendship with a stray kitten that's rescued and brought into the house. Oh, wow. And they're adventures <laughs> together. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm working on another documentary film on the um, classic child stars from Hollywood from, like, the silent era to, like, the 1940s and 50s. and what it was like to be a two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old and be, you know, be a movie star at that age. Oh, wow. And all wow. the pressures that went with it. And some had good endings and some, you know, had tragic endings, unfortunately, just like today. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Well, I, we definitely look forward to uh, those two projects coming out. And, you know, thank, thank you for coming on and, and, and just, you know, I think a lot of people don't think about cruelty to animals the way that it should be looked at. And so I thank right. you for, for you know sharing this story, um, and and being an advocate for these animals. Oh, thank Tell everyone where they can where they can connect with you and and you know keep up with what you have going on. Um, folks, people can look me up um, on Facebook um, under Denise Carey Costa, and there'll be a lot of postings about the the film, my books, my new my weekly news column, um, animals that need adopting or need help. Um, also, I have an email if anyone wants to reach out to me through email. It's um, denise.costa at net. 
And they can also view Tony's Tale on Vimeo and um, check out my books on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, any book retailer. Absolutely. Well, listen, thank you so much. I wish you continued success and keep doing what you're doing. (laughs) Thank you so much. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. And for more information about Denise Costa, please visit our Facebook page, and we'll be right back after this. Get Powerhouse Wolf Entertainment's artist Ron Anthony's love-making song, Home Tonight. Let's stay home tonight with The One You Love, produced by Blue Wolf Paul Pato. Download the single now on iTunes, Amazon, and all major stores. R-A-H-N-A-N-T-H-O-N-I. This will make you grow in love. This is from the forthcoming CD on Wolf Entertainment. You can check out other songs, including inspirational and dance music by this artist, on www.wolfentertainment.com.au. Let's get back to making love. Strive to be better than good enough. That's the mantra that certified life relationship coach and reality expert Troy Spry lives by. That's what he wants to inspire, motivate, and coach you to do in your life and in your relationships. Troy is known worldwide for his popular blog about life and relationships, and thus he has found his purpose and his passion when he began to bring his blog to real life through personal coaching, personally coaching clients while still touching lives through his blog. Please help me welcome Troy Spry. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello, hello. Thanks for having me on. How's it going? Oh, man, life's great. I can't complain at all. That's great, great. So relationship coach, you know, every time, every, when people think about relationships, and I know when we have our question of the day, relationships, that's always the top, you know, we get the top responses from that because people, a lot of times I think they just don't know. <laughs> you know, they're trying to figure this thing out. Tell us how you how you got into um, this type of work and, and, you know, to where you are today. Absolutely. So I think you make a great point when you say people just want to know. It's because I think relationships are foundational to, you know, everything mm-hmm. else that we do in life, I mean, the relationship we have with ourselves and the relationship we have with others. And so how I kind of got into this was um, I actually, my, my blog started off, and it kind of I always say that God kind of made my pain my, my purpose. Because um, it started from when I was actually hurt. My mom, my mother passed away. And so I was yeah. a little bit sad. I sat at my kitchen table, and I was looking for something to write about. Uh, when something told me to just write about it. So I blogged. And so my first blog ever was called A Mother's Love. Mm-hmm. And um, after that, I just started kind of writing about what came naturally to me. And that was relationships. So every topic I would hear, everything I would see, I would just blog about it. And the platform just grew to a point where everybody was coming to me for advice. And I was like, okay. Well, you know, obviously I was getting results for people, so I just went and got certified as a coach, and um, and the rest is history. So from that, I've wow. now become a, a blogger, a coach, an author, a speaker, all kind of things that have grown from the platform. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. And I know, you know, it all started from honoring your mother, you know, so that's, Absolutely. that's great. Absolutely. That's definitely great. So what do you think um, are some of the top, you know, few things that why people have um, unsuccessful relationships? I think the number one reason is because people have um, unhealthy relationships with themselves, mm-hmm. and so you know every, everything starts. And so yeah. when you don't when you don't love yourself, when you don't like yourself, when um when, when you don't care, when you don't value yourself, 
then it's hard for you to be successful in relationships. And so we look for yeah. people to complete us instead of for people to compliment us. And what do you say to people who, you know, because you know, I think a lot of this, we, we hear this information, you know, we've heard it throughout the years, but we still continue to make the same mistakes and be in the same type of relationships that don't work or are very toxic. Um, how does a person start? How does a person kind of switch their mindset to say, okay, I need to get myself together before I can, you know, have a relationship with someone else? Absolutely. I think the first thing you have to do is spend some time alone. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I think yeah. you know, we, we live in such a noisy world that if we just take the time to quiet the noise, it's amazing what we learn about ourselves. And so we've right. got to spend some time alone with ourselves. And I think the second thing is we've got to trust our intuition. You know, we always say, well, I don't know what healthy relationships look like. Well, you know what they don't feel like. Right. When, you're, yeah. when you're constantly hurt and you're constantly in pain, that's a sign that something's wrong. And so you got to, mm-hmm. I think after that, you have to seek information. And most people don't want to take the time to seek information. We'd rather just stay in, in unhealthy relationships or unhealthy situations rather than seek the information to change that mindset. Wow, wow. So what do you say to people who, you know, do you, do you think, okay, if a person, if two people are in, like, a toxic relationship, you know, it's just not mm-hmm. healthy, is there any way to turn that around, or is it best just to go your separate ways? What, what, what advice would you give? Well, I think if something's consistently toxic, and then you mm-hmm. you know if it looked like a duck quite like a duck it's probably a duck, right? <laughs> so I think that's what people hold on to so much. That's why people hold on to uh, toxic relationships so long, so long, because they're holding on to hope. When really yeah. you have to look at who the person is and not at the situation. So I always right. say love the person, not the situation. And if mm. the person is not a healthy person, then they can't possibly be in a healthy relationship with you. So we have to look at it that way. Wow! Wow! Well, talk, talk to us about exclusive um, combos. So exclusive combos is, is one of my favorite things to do. Um, it's, it's a form of a conversation party. And for those who follow me on Twitter, they know that I do something called a lunchtime discussion. Well, one day my one of my followers actually came to me and said, hey, you should do this in person. I said, you know what, we should. And so I did my first exclusive combo conversation party, and now I've done about five and sold every one of them out, and it's been a great event. And I'm happy to announce that I'll actually be hosting one, um, not actually my event, but I'm hosting a similar event in Houston, Texas for the first time. So oh, wow. I'm, taking on the, I'm taking it on the road. It's grown to That's be awesome. a very well-thought-out event. Wow. That's awesome. So what, what what do people experience while they're there? Absolutely. I think what people experience the most, this is my goal of exclusive combo, mm-hmm. is I put like-minded people in an environment where they can discuss uh, relationship issues and I facilitate the conversation. And so the whole goal of it, though, is not to argue and debate, but more so to get answers and clarity so that we can all understand each other better. So it becomes a social event, right, but I also put men and women in the same building together. So indirectly it becomes kind of a um, where people can meet each other. And it kind of becomes mm. a it's – not, it's not necessarily a singles event, but people can meet each other because you put like-minded right. people in the same place. And so what right. we experience is a great ambiance, great um, music during breaks, a good meet and greet, um, a great conversation, and all of a sudden it becomes one big social event. I, I think people love it. And it's great because, obviously, if two people are there, they both are trying to get it right. <laughs> so yeah, you got absolutely. that person going to put in the work, you know what I mean? One to work, make it successful. Oh, yeah, I tell people all the time when they come, I'm like, look, if you don't meet someone here, then that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's, that's a good way to look at it. 
what are some of the top questions that you get asked as a relationship coach? You know, um, what what are some of the things I know? I'm you know, all relationships are different. Everyone has their own thing. But what are some of the top things that you hear? Okay. I think I'll put it in a few buckets. Um, the first thing I think I get the most of is people are trying to find clarity in their relationships or what I call situations. So there's mm-hmm. so many people it seems that are in these quote unquote situations but can't figure out where they're going. And so right. they just kinda they're just kinda existing within it. So people mm-hmm. are trying to gain clarity on, okay, what is this situation I'm in and where is it going and I think the second big part is dating. I, I get asked questions all the time about dating. You know, how do I find a good man? How do I find a good woman? You know, yeah. Where do I look? What do I do? How do I attract this person? So that's the other bucket. And the third bucket is people who are trying to let go of situations mm-hmm. that they've been in for a long time, and they just can't seem to let them go. So right. those are kind of the three buckets that it kind of falls into all the time as a relationship coach. Say, say like, when it comes to dating, that it's almost like when you meet someone, it's almost like a game in a sense, like, you know, not showing too much, um, you know, show, showing that you care too much, but not, you know, knowing that balance and, you know, how to show emotion. You're not trying to scare the person off, but not also act like you don't care, you know what I mean? So do you think it's a game? Do you think it's some kind of game that people have to play to to really get the person's attention? So one thing I, I think that's the worst thing that ever happened to relationships in today's yeah. was we turned it into a game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one, of the, mm-hmm. one of my favorite sayings that I say all the time is that when it's right, it's easy. And yeah. Right? And so exactly. when people get into healthy, successful relationships, it's never a game being played. It's two mm-hmm. people that reciprocate effort, and they yeah. like each other <laughs> beyond just physical. And so right. it, it becomes very simple, but we turned it into a game, and so – what you said is very true. People end up, you know, playing these games back and forth with each other. They end up losing out on good people yeah, <laughs> instead of just doing exactly. things that natural. Exactly. How do you think social media has impacted relationships? Is, is that positively and negatively? Um, it, it's helped in dating in that it, it helps expand the dating pool. You know, right. so you can you mm-hmm. have real, you have good access to people pretty easily, but it's right, hurt yeah. in that it's, it, it's helped it's hurt people's mm-hmm. social skills. So people don't know how to communicate anymore. anymore. So mm-hmm. the same people that are like internet players, you put them in, in person with somebody in front of a girl or a guy, they can't they can't even speak to them. Right. So it's, it's giving people this false sense of um, importance, and it's also giving people a false sense of communication. And so mm-hmm. it also it oftentimes ends up making people disappointed in person. Wow. Wow. Well, tell everyone where they can uh, keep up with you and learn more information. You know, learn about the exclusive combos and you know, your books and, and your, uh, your blog and everything? So visit my website at www.exclusivethoughts.com. That's X-K-L-U-S-I-V-E thoughts.com. And the great thing about that is if you visit my website, immediately what will pop up on the screen is a copy of my free ebook. And it's called mm-hmm. Teach Me How to Love, A Man's Journey Toward and Through Marriage. And that's for men, women, people dating, people single, anybody. So just visit ExclusiveTalks.com. Then you can find me on Twitter, which is at Exclusive5, Instagram, at Exclusive5, and my Facebook page, Exclusive Thoughts. So if you visit my okay. website, you can find me everywhere else. You'll find it all. Well, listen, I want to congratulate you because you recently got married. Is that correct? So, I've been, I, so my biggest news is I'm recently about to have my first baby. Oh, um, wow. But I got married almost three years ago. Um, but three I years my ago. wife okay. almost 10 years, yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Congratulations. The family is growing in it. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I love it. I can't talk it and not live it, right? I hear that. I, you know, people ask, well, 
what's his relationship like? <laughs> you know, <laughs> people are very people are scrutinous. I think what people love about me is that I'm very transparent about yeah. me not being perfect, but um, me trying to get better every single day. And so I think exactly. that's why the audience relates to me. And that's what it's about. That's what it's about. Well, listen, Troy, thank you so much, and I wish you all the best. Congratulations on the new baby from fatherhood. Congratulations. Man, <laughs> thank thank you so much for having me. Appreciate oh, no it. doubt, no doubt. Thank you, thank you. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. And for more information about Troy Spry and exclusive um, combos, go to our Facebook page. There's a link, and we'll be right back. Folks, you know I love indie films, and the other day I ran across one called Beer and Seed. It has edge. It's about an older man who returns to college, and it doesn't go well. (laughs) It even includes this comedy song called I Love the Fat Chicks. I got it off of Amazon.com. You can download it. I rented it. Or, you know what? You can go to www.beerandseedthemovie.com. Indie films are awesome. Beer and Seed has edge. Rent it. I'm not kidding you. It's the greatest thing. Welcome back. A lady of sophistication and musicianship, Skylar Reed was born a singer. She started writing songs at the age of 12, where she was a big dreamer and a curious girl, with the immense aspiration of being the next big thing. At a young age, she had dreams of working with the best in the industry and someday establishing her own music company. Since then, her dreams have only grown bigger and better, and she has molded herself into the artist that she is today. Please help me welcome Skylar Reed. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. And I was listening to your music. I mean, that bio was on point. <laughs> it was on point. Thank it was you. It with, with what you do. You know, tell, you had this love for music at such a young age. You know, tell us about what, you know, what, what do you think attracted you to it, you know, so early on? Um, definitely my mother. She um, definitely inspired me to start singing. Um, she sang to me, and she also enjoyed singing. So she was my inspiration. Wow, wow. Yeah. And so, you know, fast forward to recently, you know, you, you now you're doing your thing. You, you have songs out, you know, you, you, you're performing. How does it feel knowing the little girl who wanted those dreams to come true now you know, it's a reality. How does that feel for you? It's awesome. I feel like yeah. I'm a work in progress, and I'm I'm living my dream. I'm getting to where I want to be. So right. I'm working hard. <laughs> yeah. And I know that you're from Wilmington, Delaware. Um, what were some of your early influences in terms of, other than your mother, of course, um, other artists that, you know, that really inspired you, and, you know, and, and, and paved the way for you? Um, well, when I, as a child, when I lived in Wilmington, Delaware, I, I left, listened to Aaliyah, listened to a lot of, um, Destiny's Child, um, a lot of Lauren Hill. Um, later on, I moved to Virginia and I grew up there. Um, I really got into Beyonce when she became Beyonce, um, okay. solo artist. Um, Whitney Houston was always my number one, always. Yeah. Um, Whitney Houston, yeah. definitely. And Jill Scott more recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of soul wow. R&B. Yeah, yeah. And so how do you think you formulated your own sound? You know, obviously you had those um, artists who influenced you, but how do you think you got your sound? Cause I think, I know when I first really started singing, you know, finding the right sound, what was going to be my sound, you know, I had to work towards that. How, what was your process? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I studied music in college, so 
Um, I studied classical music, so I did a lot of training, um, learned a lot of different techniques. So, and I've also I've always sung in choirs and things, but it was more so just singing more and and writing more of my songs and getting mm-hmm. to know myself and my voice. Not necessarily singing other people's songs, but singing my songs and, right. and singing the way I felt and I, I should sing. Um, because I don't want to be a copycat. I just want right. to you know take take and get influenced, but not um, duplicate. I just want to you know be myself. So. Yeah, just a lot but of I'm, practice with myself. Absolutely, yeah. It takes a lot of practice. I'm just reading here that uh, you and I went to the same college, James State University. Shout out to the Trojans. Yes, <laughs> I did. VSU. <laughs> VSU. How was your experience there? It was amazing. It was yeah, yeah. oh, so amazing. Um, I was Greek, so I had a lot of mm. you know bonds. Um, with people and just being a music major there, the whole building, Davis Hall, was just a huge bomb. Oh, yeah. So I yeah. loved it. I love HBC Life, made some great yeah. friends in that yeah. that process, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Davis Hall, um, I was in Williams. That's where my, when I lived on campus, I was ah, in Williams. right so. next door. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and so I wasn't, I didn't major in music, but I had a lot of friends um, that I went to high school with who came to state as well. They uh, were in the band. And, like, one girl, oh. she was at the, at the Detroit. And so I would always go over to Davis Hall. And that's really how I really got started singing in college because I'd go into the music rooms and people would be playing. And, yeah. And, you know, I met people and we would start singing. So, yeah, an amazing experience, amazing experience. Yeah, it's awesome. People are always down there practicing and jamming mm-hmm. out. It's, it yeah. was great. So fun. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, after you graduated, you um, relocated to Los Angeles. How was, it, how was the West Coast for you? It's amazing. It's so fun here. So much to do. It's yeah, like the perfect yeah. place. Perfect place for me. So I love you, it. What made you make that move? Um, well, I've always knew that I wanted to move to a big city. Ever since okay. I was a kid, I've wanted to move to a big city. I thought it would be New York, but I visited a couple times and I just wasn't feeling it. Um yeah, but I visited yeah. LA for my spring break and senior year and I fell in love with it. It was just wow. it was so perfect, you know, just the environment. Everyone's so chill and yeah, so funny yeah. and they have the beach and it's just great. <laughs> <laughs> it's home now, huh? <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> well our next half hour we're playing two songs by you. Um, I promise and um I'm doing I'm doing it. Talk about those songs. I promise. Um, I wrote that a couple of years ago, a couple of years back, and it was during the time I was single, and I was basically, it was like I was speaking to my future man. Um, so I was basically talking about what I will be for whoever that person is. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, so that's that song. And I'm Doing It is actually one of the first songs I wrote when I moved to L.A., Wow. So it has a lot of meaning to me because it's just um, it's it's when I started to really feel myself and really yeah. like see see um, a path for myself and figure out what I wanted to do unnecessarily um, because I wasn't exactly sure like what genre I wanted to pursue mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. so many different things so I started to get more direction and um, I wrote that song I started feeling more confident and I really felt like I was doing something positive in my life so I wrote that song and it's kind of inspirational and uh, hopefully people can relate to it <laughs> absolutely are you, what are you working on right now 
I'm working on a mixtape. It'll have um, 11 tracks, and um, it should be released at the end of March. So big project. It'll be my first full project um, of songs. Oh, that's hard. Yeah, I'm really, really excited about it. I'm doing it will be like the first single from the mixtape. So, wow, wow. Well, tell them they can keep up with you and, and, and hear this great music and, you know, keep up with your career. Well, uh, I have a website. Um, it's com, And then all my social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, YouTube, everything there is, um, it's I am Skylar Reed. I am okay. S-K-Y-L-E-R-R-E-E-D. Scott Reed, I know we're gonna be hearing a lot more from you uh in the next yes. <laughs> well it's a short time period. But I wanna thank you for joining <laughs> yes. us tonight. Thank you for joining us tonight. I wish you all the best in LA. VSU and LA. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Come out and visit. It's gonna be beautiful. No, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> well listen, right. take thank care, you okay? So much for having me. You too. Bye. Have a good one. All right. And for more information about Scott Reed, go to our Facebook page. You're gonna definitely listen to our music in our next half hour. We'll be right back after this with Stephen Foyless. You're listening to The Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. You're listening now. You're listening to The Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTMRadio.com. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Now it's time to go on to Stephen's Playlist. We receive music from people all over the country wanting to be featured during this segment, and tonight we select artists from that both independent and major, including Antika Hemingway, Usher, and, of course, Skylar Reed, who we just uh, spoke with, and many, many more. If you're interested in being featured, on Stephen's playlist, email us at thestephenknightshow at gmail.com. Attach one or two songs, your bio, and one or two promotional pictures. And remember, all songs must be edited for radio, meaning no cursing. And we definitely look forward to hearing from you. Now, the first song is from tonight's guest, Skylar Reed, entitled I Promise. Check it out and enjoy Stephen's playlist.
want to kill me, I can't help it, get it on my mind. I say it's me, but they call me, I don't know I think it's I'm just riding through the city, riding through the city, riding through the city in the summer. Come up, trying to flip a verse with some bars, send it out. Hopefully you come back and do numbers. Turn up, riding through the summer, faded through the summer, mixing Henny in the coke. Man, I swear I miss the summer bummer, trying to flip a verse with some bars, send it out. Hopefully you come back and do numbers. Come up, riding through the city, riding through the city, riding through the city in the summer. Come up, trying to flip a verse with some bars, send it out. Hopefully you come back and do numbers. Turn up, riding through the summer, faded through the summer, mixing Henny in the coke. Man, I swear I miss the summer, but I'm trying to flip a verse with some bars. And did I? Hopefully, you come back and do numbers. Come up, I've been riding through the summer. The song that they playing on my radio. They saying you the hottest in the city, I debated. I'm trying to figure out how you anybody favorite. Yeah, I'm hating, yeah, I'm hating. But don't go and take that shit like I know broadcast who's gon' get this thing right. Man, I swear I miss the summer. I've been working long nights. I ain't smoked in a while, time for a long flight. Now I'm flying through the summer, took a shot. Now I'm faded in the summer with my head to the sky. Man, I pray my time is coming. Pray my time is coming, man. I pray my time is coming. I ain't never wanted nothing as bad as I want this. Summer breeze, man. I swear to God I won't miss. Hop in the whip with a bad chick playing my hits. Cruising through the city, time pass us by doing by the buck fifty. Man, I should have been on, so I start to feel iffy. Don't know if it's feelings or all of this henny. All of this henny. Told him make a right stop, right there at Denny's. Threw up, recovered, ate. Man, I swear I ate plenty. Why a plenty high back in the whip got summer riding with me? I'm just riding through the city, riding through the city, riding through the city in the summer. Come up, trying to flip a verse with some bars and it out. Hopefully you come back and do numbers. Turn up, riding through the summer, faded through the summer, mixing Henny in the coke. Man, I swear I miss the summer bummer, trying to flip a verse with some bars and it out. Hopefully you come back and do numbers. Come up, riding through the city, riding through the city, riding through the city in the summer. Come up. Trying to flip a verse with some bars and did out. Hopefully you come back and do numbers. Turn up, riding through the summer, faded through the summer, mixing Henny in the coke. Man, I swear I miss the summer, but I'm trying to flip a verse with some bars and did out. Hopefully you come back and do numbers. Come up, riding through the summer, faded, trying to be like Drake. I'm a nigga, we made it. 
we made it. Tell all my niggas we made it. Know they gon' hate 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 it. Everybody need you hate it. I'm gon' see you later. Coming back with heat that equates to equator. Favorite. Tell everybody I'm your favorite. Still M.O.B., man, I'm all about the paper, man, I'm all about the paper, I am, I am, my brother named Sam, and I am, baby, I'm just riding through the city, riding through the city, riding through the city in the summer. Come up, trying to see the verses in Boston, dead out. Hopefully you come back and do numbers. Turn up, riding through the summer, faded through the summer, mixing Henny in the coke. Man, I swear I miss the summer bummer, trying to see the verses in Boston, dead out. Hopefully you come back and do numbers. Come up, riding through the city, riding through the city, riding through the city in the summer. Come up, trying to flip a verse to some boss and it out. Hopefully you come back and do numbers. Turn up, riding through the summer, faded through the summer, mixing Henny in the coke. Man, I swear I miss the summer, but I'm trying to flip a verse to some boss and it out. Hopefully you come back and do numbers. Come up.
Urshie, baby. This is for the A. Uh-huh. Shawty, I don't mind. If you dance on a pole, that'll make you a Shawty, I don't mind. When you work into three, if you're leaving with me, gon' make that money, money, money. Your money, money, money. Cause I know how it is. Gon' handle your biz and get that money, money, money. Your money, money, money. You can take off your clothes. As long as you coming home, girl, I don't mind. The ballers in here tonight, they gon' buy a hundred bottles. As soon as you shake it, I know they gon' make it colossal in here Cause shawty, you thinking them tricks that you do with your body Got all of these cutting around you like they think Beyonce in here You want your own and you need your own, baby, who am I to judge? How could I ever trip about it when I met you in the club? Make enough for the both of us, but you dance anyway You know I was raised in the A, shawty, I don't Mind. If you dance on a pole, that'll make you a shawty, I don't mind. When you work into three, if you're leaving with me, gon' make that money, 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 your money, money, money. Cause I know how it is, gon' handle your biz and get that money, 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 your money, money, money. You can take off your clothes. As long as you coming home, girl, I don't mind When you get off of work, I'll be ready to go in the Rari And when we get home, we'll have a sour on the private party, you know So I don't worry at all about the things they do I say, I love you anyway You can twerk while in the split You racking up them tips Your body rocking, your booty popping I'm proud to call you my they be looking, but they can't touch a shawty. I'm the only one to get it. So just go ahead, keep doing what you do. Shawty, I don't If you dance on a pole, that'll make you a shawty. I don't mind. When you work into three, if you're leaving with me, go make that money, money, money. Your money, money, money. Cause I know how it is Gonna handle your biz And make that money, money, money Your money, money, money uh-huh. You can take off your clothes Let's get it. As long as you coming yeah. home Boy, Juicy J. I'm just tryna cut her up Tryna bust a nut Tryna take somebody Tryna to up Tryna fill my cup Tryna live it up Put some hundreds on that Got out the club yeah. uh, Lap dance for the first date Better throw a few bands, that's third base. It's okay if you work late. We can still party like it's your birthday. We can still party hard in your birthday suit. Like the at the park, like my name Beirut. Shout she just wanna dip, I just wanna see a strip. If you like you love me, shout you might get rich. Have her own cake, her own place. Blow her own gas, no rollade. When we in the bed, she like the Tell her friend to join in both ways. Shawty, I don't mind. If you dance on the pole. Money, 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 money
bad, trying to heal my soul, grow for lax, persecute the truth, mind attack, stuck, damn calm, baby, sit back, relax, put frustration on these tracks, minuscule situations, make a brother snappy, try to make you happy, lost sight of my life, will live in your successfully, political perjury on TV, trickery, two dose of security, stability, egotistical, elevated economy, that's why I'm That's our show tonight. I want to thank our special guests, uh, Denise Carey Costa, Skylar Reed, and Troy Spry. Make sure you go on our Facebook page to connect with these people. I got look everyone. These people they're doing some great things. I want to thank you for listening and have a great week. And God bless. You came here to party, go on, put your hands up. If you want to get it started, go on, put your hands up. All my ladies in the front, all my thugs in the club. If you looking for some love, go on, put your hands up. Hands up, hands up, hands up, hands up. If you came here to party, go on, put your hands up. All my ladies in the front, all my thugs in the club. If you looking for some love, go on, put your hands up. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.